0: Right.
1: That's better. Right then. Annabelle, the greedy anteater. Yes, sir. Mr. X, the vole, and Wally, the man-eating cobra. Helpful. Yes, sir. Jeffrey, the blue-nosed toad. Jeffrey, the blue-nosed toad. He's not. here, sir. Very well, very well. Mitzi, the pink-bottomed tadpole. Yes,
0: sir. Jack, the hairy skunk. Yes, sir.
1: Vanessa, the slug. Yes, sir. And Jim, the gnat. Yes, sir. Right then. Are you all here?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Very well,
1: very well. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. The Ark's fall. <laughs> yes, for the Angus Prune tune we once again bring to the microphone. Timbrook Taylor, John Cleese, David Hatch, Joe Kendall the Melody. And that can only mean one thing. Prune is busting out all over. It's time. Sorry, I'll read that again. Again. <laughs> Tonight, we look at the great aristocracy of Great Britain. Now, I expect you think that this script is going to be full of hearty jokes about people shooting peasants instead of peasants. Well, if you think you can write better ones, you're perfectly at liberty to start your very own radio stations. Except that you're not allowed to. So there. Over here, the moon is mean. In search of field material, I went down for the weekends to tally off, the country home of Lord Fawcett and his wife, Lady Fawcett, the tap dancer. When I arrived, Lady Fawcett was seated at the harmonium. <laughs> Uh, good evening,
2: Lady Fawcett. Uh, is Lord Fawcett around? He's in the garden pottering. He's done a lot of pottering ever since we built a new conservative at the side of the house. It's very really bad for him. He's been suffering recently from housemaid's knee. What did you do? I fired the housemaid. <laughs> it made me wonder where Lord Henry caught his athlete's foot.
1: It's an embarrassing position.
2: <laughs>
0: yes. Yes, it is, and not as good as many. As Lord Henry said. As Lord Henry
2: said afterwards so difficult to get hold of nowadays.
0: <laughs>
3: ah,
0: here's Teddy, my favourite nephew. Hello, you BBC
1: chap. Here, I'll show you your room. Thank you. I do hope it likes me.
3: Follow me. Follow me, and mind where you put your feet.
1: I'll just leave them by the door.
3: <laughs> this is my uncle's room, Viscount Coddle's KCMG, A B K C M G M C Bart P M M P. He's nearly two. This is my cousin's room, Mrs. De Wellington, formerly the Honourable Virginia Fawcett. She lost the Honourable when she married.
0: <laughs> if not
3: before. <laughs> she, used to, she used to share this room with her sister Clara, now Mrs. Pound. She
1: married money. Well, Lady Fawcett does have a further daughter, the uh, ravishing Lavinia. Yes, she's been further than most of her daughters. <laughs> uh, and where does her son
3: live? Oh, okay. Speak to me about how wicked, drunken son he spends all his time haunting bras. Don't you mean bars? That as well.
0: <laughs> this, if, this is your room
3: ring if you need anything. Ding dong. Quite right. And if, <laughs> and if that doesn't work, try the bell. That evening
1: there was to be a grand soirée. Upstairs the butler was instructing the servants. The guests will be
3: arriving at eight. Your job will be to carry them in. Keep them. <laughs> Keep them happy and make sure they keep their impoverished noble hands off the
1: silverware. (laughs) At tea time, the Ravishing Lavinia, the family daughter, arrived for the weekend like a fresh morning lark. And there's nothing like a fresh morning lark. Hello,
2: my Lord Father. Hello, Ravishing Lavinia. Did you have a good holiday, Miguel? Oh, jolly super. I couldn't resist popping off to the sun. Isn't that rather a long way? (laughs) Just my fatherly joke. I wish I was dead.
0: (laughs)
1: Meanwhile, the Major Domo was briefing the chambermaids.
3: You, sweetie, get
1: into your briefs.
0: <laughs> Everyone and
3: everything's coming down for the weekend.
0: <laughs>
3: As the guests arrived,
1: a footman announced them.
2: The Ravishing here? Hello. Hello. My Lord troops, and my Lady with us. I'm not surprised at the heat. Ladies and gentlemen, drinks are now being served by the swimming pool. There well, how clever. We get the butler to serve <laughs> Now, come along, everybody. I've invited Mr. Potts, the local MP, and I want you all to meet him. But he's a social
0: MP. Oh, well,
1: we're all men of the world, are we? Dinner was a glittering array and food. At the head of the table sat the family dogs, eating almost regally off gilded platters. Lord Henry sat in the middle of the table and refused to get off.
0: <laughs>
1: he was busily talking to Mr. Potts and Lord Simon. All the time, the waiters were bustling to and fro. You're sweet, sir. You're pretty marvellous yourself, waiter. Right? Uh, thank you, sir. The big trouble at dinner occurred when Lord Henry found that Mr. Potts had been seeing the ravishing Lavinia between the blomange and the coffee.
2: Sir, I understand there is something between you and my daughter.
1: I haven't seen her for a little bit. For
2: a little bit of what? Well, <laughs> you don't understand. You don't understand. My daughter is coming out next Tuesday.
1: She said she was coming out tonight.
2: Well, thank you to remember the Fawcett family motto, gently, gently. All
1: right. Well, what does it mean? Don't force it. And finally, we were all led to the ballroom and invited to take part in an elimination dance. The
2: next dance is an elimination dance. Listen to me when the music stops. If you are eliminated, you will be required to pay a profit. <laughs> take your partner, swipe sedately, circle left but keep it stately, promenade and derpy-dell, whoop! All butlers, footmen, and tweenies, leave the floor, please. That's better. Now, carry on. Back to back and point to point, over the sticks and rock to stop. Any gentleman not wearing monogrammed underpants? Get out! Thank you. Chin's right in, nose is in the air, bottoms up and stop. All the people who went to a comprehensive school, line up over there. Change your partners in between. Don't touch, you don't know where he's been. Take his stop. All Bill's, Gladys's, Ada's and Nels's. Climb into the ancient family cannon, please. <laughs> On we go. Beat right out, breathing in and stop. Anyone who says margarine instead of margarine. Wash the dishes. to pull high-mass segregation list out! Oh. Anyone else? driving test
1: then? Uh, Yes, sir, I am. Yes, you look very young. How old are you?
2: Nineteen,
1: sir. Well, that's no good. You've got to be seventeen to drive a car. <laughs> I'll tell you what, we'll put you down at seventeen and twenty-four months.
0: Uh,
1: thank you very much. All right, uh, now, are you ready? Yes. Start up. All right, uh, forward. it. Faster. Stop. And reverse. Stop. All right, uh, one point turn. On. good and uh, i'll try with the car well, i
2: haven't got one they uh what they said i could hire one here
1: well have you got a proper driving license oh, of course not well you're not driving my car then i've got a television license well you're not driving my television either huh? <laughs> that is how accidents happen
0: dog
1: license uh, that'll do you can take your test on my dog So <laughs> i not going to pass your test that way you know no, no, right no. now you just stand on one leg and i'll ask you a few questions right right why are you standing on one leg you tell me to. So. quite right uh, now, how about traffic going? Yes.
2: How about traffic How about light? traffic How
1: about, light? Light.
0: How oh about, about
1: traffic, traffic how about Now let's pretend. Let's pretend that you're travelling along a dual carriageway, right? Yep. At 40 miles an hour, and you see a car coming at you along the wrong lane. What do you do? Stop pretending.
0: Good. Good. i <laughs> are
1: doing well. Now let's see what you know about signals. What would you do if you saw me put my hand out like this? Give you a sweetie. Mm. Thank <laughs> you. Now, you show me some road signs. Uh, I'm afraid I haven't brought any with me. Oh, never mind. Let's go for a drive. Imagine that you're driving along the motorway at a nice easy 45 miles. Oh, traffic well, is travelling along at about the same speed. And, <clears throat> and the road is quite straight for miles and miles and miles. And just the odd bridge every 400. Hey! Oh, I'm
0: sorry. I'm sorry.
1: Motorways always do that to me. Now,
0: uh, let
1: the touch out. And now, I think it's all off you go. Oh, uh, one last question. Yes? Why is that policeman wearing big white gloves? I don't know. To keep his hands
0: warm. (laughs) (laughs) You fail. Bye.
1: (laughs) Out of the mouths of babes and sucklings, as the poet said, comes all manner of things. Hmm? that as it may. We are now joining once again those three four-month-old babies outside the supermarket. Morning, Hugh. Morning, Johnny. Yes. I say you look dodgy this morning. Got I hang over. That was a damn good party of yours last night. You were smashed.
3: Honestly, one glass of rosehip syrup and you were away.
1: <laughs> You're out of your
3: mind. Do you know you did a strip tease? I didn't. You did? You took your nappy down? <laughs> Mrs. Williams' daughter was quite shocked.
1: Well, she's very young. She's only naughty. Yeah. Anyhow, you can't talk. I saw you puke over Angela's mother. I couldn't help it. Why well, you should have eaten those cigarette ends. She took it jolly well, I thought, considering it was a new hairdo. Hey, did
3: you see Angela's pants? Ooh. Wish I had a
1: pair like that. <laughs> I thought
3: her mother's were the best. Oh, wet nappies. Look out, here comes Cyril's old dragon.
2: Morning, Hugh. Morning, Johnny. Good morning, Johnny cow. I'm sure I don't
0: know where you love these
2: words, Really? And Now you behave,
0: Cyril. I won't be long. Don't bother to come back. Morning, Cyril, you look terrible.
1: I feel it. That party was great though, Hugh. I passed <laughs> clean out. No, you didn't. You just fell asleep. Oh, do I? I must say, Hugh, that dog of yours drove me potty.
0: Potty.
3: That
1: reminds me. Excuse me. A minute. <laughs> Oh, well, he's, uh, while he's
3: busy, um... Oh, what's the matter with you? Just
1: practicing. <laughs> hey, I did a header out of my high chair this morning, caused by huh? the stir, yeah. Granny had a seizure, mother cried, and partly really he died laughing. What was the funniest thing you have ever seen. Were you all right? Oh, yeah, I landed on the dog.
0: <laughs>
1: he's at the vet.
0: Oh, are you with
1: us
3: again, then, Hugh? Here comes your mother, Cyril. Pretend to be asleep. Okay.
0: Well, well, ha-ha.
3: Uh-uh.
0: Who's asleep, then? Who's asleep?
1: Who's asleep then? Mm. I am, your silly old bag and sort of cozy man.
0: It's
1: song time again. Hooray. And tonight, Mr. Oddie's star guest is that glittering personality from the world of radio, the star of that spine chilling series, The Curse of the Flying Wombat. It's Lady Constance DeCoverlet.
0: Thank you very much. Thank
3: you. Thank you very much. It's wonderful to be here on your show, in front of all these very, very wonderful people. It's wonderful to
0: have
2: you.
3: Wonderful. (laughs) Get
2: on, my name. Thank you, (laughs) David. Oh, um, I'll tell you when. In the valley in Switzerland in a wood Left a goat herd who would yodel Just as old goat sure. He was happy as he yodled Though he wasn't much good But he was fast the old Hear him calling Hear him calling Till a beautiful maiden just see him one night. Yes, so she answered his yodel, and to his delight, yes. she turned out to be even worse. Yes. Yes.
1: Flying Wombat, freely adapted for radio from the Peter West Bedside Book of Dirty Limericks.
2: There was a young fellow called Cleese
1: who was terribly easy to
2: please. He was... My goodness, they're down round your knees.
1: As we rejoin Tim Brown Windsor and his companions, we find them trapped in a holiday camp in the Sahara Desert, being held up by Masha Wilkins. He wants them to tell him the hiding place of the green eye of the little yellow dog. And so he herds them under a tree full of exploding coconuts and threatens to shake down the nuts and bolt. And then, of course... And then, of course, Father Christmas.
3: Where does he come in? Down the chimney.
1: Masha Wilkins, disguised as a polar bear, is threatening our hero with violence unless he reveals the whereabouts of the green eye before Masha can give him a count of 50.
3: Have you anything a, a little younger?
0: <laughs> a, count, oh,
3: a, a, count of, a count of 50.
1: Well, not that young, ducky. <laughs> Get on with it. 43, 44, 45,
2: 45, 45, 45,
1: 40, 45, no, no, 47,
0: 48, no, 49. No, no, 49 no, no, <laughs> One, two, three. Himmy,
1: look. There's someone climbing down from the tree. It's Wong, the supply keeper. And his brother, Wong, too.
0: Save,
2: We
3: know you're really Sergeant Wong the detective Tell us where to find the green eye. But i The clean eye has to be found at the.
0: Sergeant Wong, don't die. Oh, yeah, but it's in the script. It's He's dead! dead.
3: What a pity! He was a man of such courage, such fortitude. Twenty-three. 43. <laughs> but there's no time to lose. To Kathmandu. Wait! Give me water, water. Certainly, Auntie. We'd better all have a drink before we set off. I must admit, I'm quite thirsty too. Thirsty, three. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: and now to Katmandu.
3: Long, we trudged through the desert.
0: Trudge,
1: trudge, trudge, trudge. trudge, trudge. trudge. So on and on we went towards Kathmandu until at last the night caught up with us.
0: <laughs>
1: Why, hail, strangers. I am Sir Seamus Cotter of the Sahara Desert. Kyo, <laughs> Then suddenly. Oh,
0: oh, oh,
3: oh. It's Alice in Wonderland. No, no. There's a wizard old lady with a broomstick sitting on the dune. It's a sandwich. <laughs>
1: Tell us, did crow. Which route should we take? Follow
3: this arrow. Oh, an arrow route. <laughs> that
2: way. Look, she's pointed.
1: Oh, which is where hats like that. <laughs> and with that, she disappears on her boomstick.
3: It's the brush-off. We
1: followed her instruction and reached a forest at the edge of the desert. Then suddenly
3: Captain Cleese caught sight of a light through the trees.
1: Yes, and as I approached, I descried a tiny cottage with a cheerful lantern in the window and a plume of smoke curling upwards from the chimney.
3: Look, Captain Cleese, a tiny cottage with a cheerful lantern in the window and a plume of smoke curling upwards from the chimney.
0: Well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Fancy finding two of them here. I say, yoo hoo Hello, anyone
2: there? yoo hoo I'm sorry about that. My knees need oiling. <laughs> but who would you be rousing a god-fearing body at this time, of nicked? You're not the man that's come
3: about the bagpipes. No, no work travellers sent here by an ancient hag. We seek only warmth and a little sucker, namely you. <laughs> hey, have you no, know,
2: I'm Carrick McFergus of the clan McSpreader. And Laird of Glen Rhubarb and all points north and all in all the new waka. Hi, that's a pretty kilt. Yes, it's the rhubarb tartan. You don't say. I
1: wish I hadn't.
2: Well, come on in, come on in and warm your crummocks.
1: And so we chased inside and we sat down on several wood chairs. Ah. Uh.
2: <laughs> Just a
1: wee joke. <laughs> in one corner of the room was a blazing fire. And there was a fine pig turning on the spit. <laughs> soon put the fire out. And in the other corner was a strange machine full of thread and bobbins on which the old man's daughter was weaving her golden tresses.
2: That's the family heirloom. Well, I expect you're all starving. Would you care to come in for some cold porridge? Oh, yes, yes, please. please. Now, well, you'll have to wait. It's still hot. Saber, Saber, could we not throw a small packet? Certainly, but who shall we throw?
3: (laughs) Oh, McFurgus, why don't you entertain us with some Highland dancing? Uh, no,
2: no, no, no. I washed my kilt last night and I can't do a fling with it. <laughs> oh, oh, oh,
3: oh, yes. Then we shall entertain you. Grimling, put on a record.
2: Madam, I don't think I can find one that fits me.
0: Music, music,
2: music.
1: Uh, Lady Constance. Lady Constance, may I have the pleasure?
2: Certainly, but let's go first.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Whilst
1: the company caroused merrily. Caroused, 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 caroused
2: merrily. <laughs>
1: Captain Cleese took the Scotsman's arm. Give
2: me back my arm!
1: Look here, MacFergus. Yes. Now look at me. Do you know what I'm after?
2: <laughs> I
1: hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm a desperate man. You must be. <laughs> Do you know anything of the, of the green eye of the little yellow dog? Oh,
0: hi. Hi. Oh, hi.
2: Oh,
1: hi. Oh, no? It was his next words that told me he was lying.
2: I'm lying? I don't believe you. It's the truth. I swear it's on my kilt.
1: Uh, all right. Let it drop for the moment. <laughs>
3: A few hours later, we all climbed the stairs to look for our beds. But we got a nasty shock. It was a bungalow. But we, but we found that Grimbling was quite comfortable on the floor, so we all slept on him. But little did we know that in the nearby kitchen things were hatching. <laughs> Stop brooding, Father.
2: Um, I'm worried, lass. You know about the green eye. I. Yes, I. Well, they know about it. No. Yes, no about it. But they'll never beat us to it. <laughs> oh, no. As the pendulics wail in the Kelpie comic, we shall rise against the Sassanacs. <laughs> it's the revenge of the muck spreaders that we shall wreak tonight. <laughs> They're all doomed. Now, where are me bagpipes? I must rehearse. Oh, favor. You promised to give up.
1: this hideous death by backpipes. I think they can by backpipes. Will they win the race for the green eye of the yellow dog by backpipes? By backpipes. seventy-three and dreams pounds. Don't miss next week's exciting last and final installment of the Curse of the Flying Wombat, where our heroes fall foul of the law of the jungle, which is just like our script. Which law is that? The
3: unwritten one.
0: Unwritten two. Unwritten three. Unwritten three.
1: (laughs) Tune brings to an end another edition of I'm sorry, I'll read that again. The voices you heard were those of Timrook Taylor, John Cleese, David Hatch, Joe Kendall, and Bellotti. The script were by Graham Garden, David Hatch, Eric Idle and Belottie, and Belotti wrote the songs. The music was played by the miraculous Dave Lee, and the whole show was produced by Humphrey Barclay, of whom it has been said. Mm, yes. <laughs> so that's it until the same time next week. And once again the voice of Radio Chin will tell you it's I'm sorry, I'll read that again. Again. Hmm. Probably.
2: My name is I'm the <laughs> and I always to I'll read again. Yeah. Yeah. I do, and
1: Radio 740, CBC Toronto.